You can't cancel 69 on Valentine's week. What the fuck? Yeah, speaking of which. Come on. How was your Valentine's Day? I had a good Valentine's Day. It actually started on Sunday. And because uh, I was up in Louisville for, uh, I mean, this is a fucked holiday, but uh, <laughs> on <laughs> But I had a pretty good week, although I started my period and that sucked. But on Sunday, me and Chell had a double date with her friend from high school and his boyfriend, and they made us homemade ravioli. Like made the, the yeah he made he made oh yeah shit. I watched him seafood ravioli I have to never, beat it all I've never eaten he had a fucking pasta of any kind yeah me neither I hadn't either he's Italian and his family ran an Italian restaurant. He was he grew up in an Italian restaurant. Mm. <laughs> I mean it was incredible. He had this like crank attached to the um, kitchen counter and was like cranking pasta yeah, through like the I've son of bitch. Seen that where oh that, my and god! And it comes out like it looks like you're shredding paper. Well, something. I can tell you, it made for a terrific boomerang. Really? For my Instagram. <laughs> no shit. But anyway, the whole the whole experience was terrific. He made a tart that I've dreamed literally had a dream about this week. Yeah. It was a. Um, this is my favorite anyway. Chocolate caramel sea salt. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Really perfect. So anyway, that was Sunday. Um, I didn't have to... Monday we had to drive home. To, I didn't have to work Tuesday or Wednesday. And so Wednesday night, Galentine's Day, you know, we... Michelle can't wait for shit, so we exchanged gifts. And I won't tell you everything we exchanged. It wasn't that much. But <laughs> I got her some really bougie shampoo and conditioner for her glamorous hair. Well, let me ask you a question. What's she use on that? Well, she I'm likes a, co- a coconut-based. She likes a coconut-based whatever. Uh, I'm not that into coconut. But what I, got, what I actually bought her, you're going to love this. We stayed at the 21C Hotel a couple times, and nice. she fucking loves those little bottles. The Maitland. Yeah, and you stuff. know I'm always trying to steal a bunch yeah. and, like, distract the well, maid and throw well, them in my purse. Oh, you yeah, you got to. just go catch the housekeeping list. Hey, why don't well, you load me up on that? I couldn't. And, I mean, a crunch couldn't here. Find couldn't find one. We got a late checkout. I think that's where I fucked up. Right. It was, like, 1230. We're checking out. And so I had to spring for a big bottle out the fucking whatever and so she's around the corner with all our stuff and i'm like trying to hurry up and get by this real quick and so i got her the peppermint shampoo and the cilantro conditioner so fucking good i will need reviews on both of those. okay yeah well it's 50 fucking dollars for both of them for two pretty small bottles yeah i fucking sprung anyway i'm trying to be discreet and of course the girl behind the counter drops them (laughs) and makes a bunch of commotion (laughs) I was like, as soon as I try to do it, uh, nothing to see here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on behind this counter. Um, but anyway, here's one of the. So then she couldn't wait. So we exchanged gifts the other night. We both got each other a pink candle because it's like love candles yeah. to do love magic. I thought that was real extra. Yeah. Some real extra witch shit. We both got pink candles. But I've been um, bitching about one. I have a big, um, like, thick robe that I wear around the house all the time and I had been imagine that queenie ima- here wearing a thick imagine, plush velvet robe I, will, I wear it when there's a reason I can't be naked I put the robe on right. but preferably I'm wearing as little as possible yeah, <laughs> yeah. someone's knocking on the door right. whatever's happening but I've been saying like I get too hot in it because I keep it good and toasty in the house anyway right. and I've been wanting a silk one not real silk but like a silky yeah. robe something with nice drape finally got one yeah 
Yeah, Tell that's what she got me. Well, I, I, I was ideally, she won't listen to this, so I don't mind to say, I really wanted a long one. Uh-huh. You know, it's more majestic. I can like float around the house in it. Yeah. This one don't even cover my ass. She, this was... <laughs> Intentional. St- yeah, this was, this was strategic. Right. <laughs> so anyway, it was like a really cute, flowery um, silk robe that I love, that I have been wearing around, but... I, I mean, it doesn't help when I have to answer the door because yeah. <laughs> it's short. It fits me, but it's too short. Right. Anyway, whatever. It was super cute. But here's the fun country queer moment of my Valentine's Day. Yes, drum roll, please. So last minute, the day before Valentine's, of course, I'm sending one-hour prints to Walmart to get printed right. to go pick up and do something with. I ended up just sticking them in a book, giving her the book and the pictures of us. But I printed out some pictures of her and put on my fridge, too. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> anyway, I get to the Walmart one-hour photo center. And I'm, uh, I get up there, and the girl's like, oh, what's your name? And I tell her. And she p- brings the stuff out. And I had bought, like, I've got a, a few other things. So I'm paying for it all at the photo counter. So I get the fuck out of Dodge and not deal with Walmart as best I can. Yeah. And so when she lays the thing down, I, I pick it up first thing before I whip out my um, card because I ain't paying for them if they look like shit because yeah. I've got to Walmart before and they look like shit I'm like well, I'm not fucking paying for this yeah. so I start going through them and I'm like oh these turned out so good la, la, yeah. la. and she was like they did turn out good y'all are real cute I know Michella the woman <laughs> at the counter small town rule fucking Valentine's Day country yeah. queer moment of the year is the woman at the fucking Walmart photo center was like I know Michella y'all look so cute happy Valentine's Day la 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 it was like so nice she said I used to party with her sisters <laughs> That's what she told me. <laughs> the dude version of Ben. I used to play ball with his daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good, good ball player, but I swear it was. But on Wednesday night, I made steak and taters, and last night she made me fried chicken because that's my favorite. Yeah. She don't even like her own fried chicken because she's insane, but she made me fried chicken and biscuits, so I put honey on them. So fucking good. Nice. So all in all, success. Yeah, that's good. Let me uh, Let me ask you the other side of that. What's your worst Valentine's Day experience? Oh. Any doozies? Because mm. I know mine right off the top. No, I don't have one right off the top. I know last year I was really pissed. This is how indignant I am. I was really upset <laughs> because the girl I'd been fucking for a month didn't send me flowers. A month. I do remember that. You remember? I, remember I was so pissed. That. We had literally only been hooking up for a month. But she was in Lexington. It was a long distance. And I was like... How easy is it to get a little points today to send me some fucking flowers to work, bitch? How you know, fucking hard is that? It's interesting. It's it it should be just default that whoever you're fucking at the time should send you flowers. Yeah, or something little tasteful, you know, something a yeah. uh, uh, edible arrangement, perhaps. So maybe a, a, you know, you know, even if it's not, even if you're afraid, say you you want to send somebody flowers and you're afraid. Oh, well, if I send something like roses or something, it might convey something too strong. Uh, you know, my move is I like to uh, <laughs> I like to send a little tasteful seasonal arrangement. I love lilies. Yeah, something seasonal, something that's in season, which ain't much in season fe- come February. No, no. And Valentine's Day is just stupid. It's really dumb to spend money on roses in February. Because no. they, I mean, like today, go buy them discounted. That's what to do. Yeah. But... Anyway, last year I was so pissed about it. But I'm trying to think of a really bad... I mean, I'm sure it was just like... I've got two. While you're, while you're yeah, jogging... You, if you got them, just... Let's, well, jog your memory. Okay, I've all got right. two, and I, to I want you to, to just give you a little taste into how smooth I've been over the years. So, 
when I was in middle school, I had it bad for this girl named Alicia Hawkum. Alicia, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. My great grandma was a Hawkum. I think she was from Cream Creek, actually, or somewhere in Making area. So anyway, so I was like real nervous. I was getting girl flowers for the first time. I was like, you know, that wasn't like some kind of like. Uh, that's just the screen, right? <laughs> A little snafu. Anyway, first time getting somebody, a girl flowers that was just like, um, you know, not like some kind of like when you're like in a little kid and like sending like your little crush, you know, like mm-hmm. Valentine's Day or whatever. So I've, I'm like, God, I'm so nervous. And I'd stolen $30 out of my mom's purse to do Jesus it. <laughs> so, this is where it all began. So I was like, God, I got to do this. And, uh, <laughs> So I'm sitting there and like I like to envision young Tom, which we've all seen a picture of, really like slapping his cheeks real hard in the mirror, be, getting get, getting himself ready. Bowl cut, <laughs> getting them jowls good and red. So I asked Miss Little, the English teacher, I'm like, Can you help me order some flowers? I don't know how to. You know, I don't know what to do. And she first question was, Hey, you got money to send flowers? Everybody knew I was fucking bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I goes, yeah, you know, I've just been saving up a little bit. I got this crush, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And so finally, like, my teacher called and ordered me a half dozen roses, which ended up being good because it saved me a little bit to, you know, to of my mom's rogue money I could go spend <laughs> elsewhere. And um, so, you know, all this stuff. And, like, you know, like, when your friends gas you up and you, and are like, yeah, she's, she's into you, buddy. She likes you and all this stuff. And really what they're doing is just, like, trying to, position you to make a fool out of yourself <laughs> i took her these flowers and i swear to god you would have thought that i spit in her mother's face in front of everybody in the school because they do they do fuck shit like this in the schools yeah. like where they you line up and like the flowers come and you go hand them to the people and all this yeah. stuff and it makes everybody feel like shit you yeah. know that you know didn't get any flowers or whatever she took those flowers and she goes looked at them and she goes and threw them at my feet the drama. I, was I love just, that. I was just dejected. Yeah, she was. She was <laughs> as cold as ice. But that's not. That one doesn't take the cake. That that's just the preview. Where it all began. The worst Valentine's Day I ever had. Did you cry? Did she make you cry? I was upset. Yeah. <laughs> and then another thing too, and this is topical because because I thought of it yesterday because Kanye had the real Kenny G oh, playing in their living room. I fucking saw that. I caught that. I didn't catch the fucking puff daddy. <laughs> I caught Kenny G in the Kardashian <laughs> West home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, my buddy Chris at the time told me that, you know, she's really into Kenny G. So, you know, like. This, like, first grade, second grader? Or you're fourth no, grade? No, I'm still with Alicia in middle school here. Middle school, Alicia. Undaunted. Gotcha, gotcha. Undaunted. I was like, well, okay. That's okay. That's okay, baby. <laughs> I'll redeem myself. So. I went and got her like Kenny G's like greatest hits or some shit or whatever you know, nine ninety nine special buy from. I can't believe roses at your feet didn't signal to <laughs> maybe just sit this one out, pal. Wow. So it was a couple months later, and I was like, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be like, you know, I know the roses might have been a little much, you know, uh, wasn't trying to you know be weird or anything, just had a little crush on you, but. Uh, Chris told me that you, you like Kenny G, so I, I got you a little something. 
she took it. She was like, "Who the fuck's Kenny J?" <laughs> she said, "Who the fuck's Kenny yeah, J?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I knew I'd been had. So yesterday it was kind of like the universe when I saw that the universe just bringing it full circle for me. Oh. The other, the other bit bad Valentine's Day. Let's take this back to the third grade. This is you know the more kiddie stuff. You know when, you know. You get your mom to like buy some chocolates and like a flower for whatever little girl or guy or you know, whatever you got a crush on. And so, this girl Christina Branham, it was a three horse race between me and my buddy Pete Fields and this other dude Larry Baker for for her affections. And she let that be known. Like that's not me just like surveying the situation. She said, "I'm going to pick between you three. She told her friend Wilma that she's going to pick between the three of us for to be her boyfriend. And it would all come down to Valentine's Day. And so I knew I had to out-joust the other two somehow. So I went to my mom, and, you know, I was like, I didn't steal this time. I asked for, you know, some money. And she was like, well, how about you just get her a single red rose, you know? And then now I know what that was about, you know. We're just broke as hell. <laughs> That's all we could afford. But then I was just like, oh, yeah, just one is better than a dozen, you know. It's more sentimental. So all these other guys are going to get her a dozen. I'm going to get her a single. Well... Uh, that happened, but it wasn't quite as the same effect that I thought I was going to get out of it. I took her that, and I took her a little box of chocolates, and, and when I reached out to hand them to her, my buddy Pete Fields, and Pete listens to the show, actually. Pete is uh, the world's foremost authority on bog flies and professor at the <laughs> University of Basel in Switzerland. Now, what the fuck? <laughs> what have I done in my life? <laughs> so anyways, my best friend, maybe the best friend I've ever had in my life, honestly. <laughs> and I was handing the stuff to her, and he steps in between us. Fucking Dikembe Mutombo fucking smacks the <laughs> chocolates and the flour out of my hands. I was like, fuck no, dude. I reared back to punch him, and when I swung through, he ducked, and I knocked her two front teeth out. No. Swear to God not. on my life. Go ask Pete Fields. You can find him on Twitter. If I'm lying, I'm fucking dying. We're going to need you to corroborate this story, Pete. And I'm just, I'm crying. I'm red, not from smacking my cheeks to get ready in the morning. My bowl cut is fucking frizzed out all over the place. I'm freaking out. I'm thinking, I guess I was thinking I was going to get canceled even back then. (laughs) And so here's Christina, God bless her, with just two bloody chiclets in her palm. (laughs) You know what I did? I pick the chocolates up, and I go, here. (laughs) (laughs) Tried to hand her the chocolates, and Ben knocked out. She's bleeding. She's crying. She's got two fucking chocolates in her fucking bowl. I cannot with you. This is ridiculous. This is cartoon shit. So it was, it was, um. it's not one of my finer moments, but uh, God damn. I've since stepped it up, and I really, I'm really into Valentine's Day. I know it's like everybody there saying it's, you know, it's a contrived yeah, capitalist yeah. holiday, but I, there's something I like about just making people, feel, even if you're not romantically interested in them or whatever, mm-hmm. just. I told like 20, everyone I came in contact with this week, I told them Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> it was yeah. so nice. What I do love about it is the color scheme. I love a red pink color scheme. You look great in red and white. I love too. it. I love and it. And red and white makes pink. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
perfect. So. I can't remember any like sweet little like youthful Valentine's days. I'll probably blocked them all out because it's like you said, everyone and everyone's rich mammals are sending them flowers, making it look like they have some secret admirer somewhere, you yeah. know. And I'm like fucking sitting on my dick in class. <laughs> Definitely ain't getting called to the office for flowers. You never. I think one time I saw, I, I saw a picture back there. You're fetching young lass. I know. I'm pretty sure I didn't have one boyfriend that sent me flowers to work, but those were all from your parents. Like really? your pa- yes, parents send those. And my mom never had money to send that shit. Are you kidding me? You think so, that well, all well, the well, well, so parents send their daughters flowers yes. and say it's from boys or no, something? No, the girls or, might say they're from boys, but like oh, so like you just throw the card out and like yes, say some boys. All send of them these to you. are from pa- rich parents. They're, no shit. What makes you think that all these snot nosed turd ass little when boys? I found that out. Have money to send fucking well, I mean, Valentine's Day sense. roses to girl. Like it's fucking. I mean, maybe a few of them. I do think one year one of my boyfriend. I just never. I was. Ne- I never had a very serious boyfriend. I played softball. I was like. I didn't give a fuck. I had other. I partied a lot in Weird. high school. Weird. <laughs> Weird. <No one. laughs> uh, yeah, I was like still in the closet. It was just. I don't know. Anyway, I partied a lot and didn't. Softball, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Never saw that coming. I had three boyfriends in high school, and God bless one of them. You know, I've apologized too many times, but I definitely made him have sex. He did not want to have sex. <laughs> I've learned a lot about consent since then. But yeah, we, uh, we, I was like, we are not going to be virgins. <laughs> was was there a like stigma happening. around that? Like, was there like some kind of rush to? All of his friends were doing anal because they were afraid they were going to get pregnant, and I wasn't into it. I had friends that Yet. that did anal because they thought it was safer yeah no that definitely. Like, like thought you couldn't get diseases that you know way. what this is called <laughs> the band kids all the band kids were literally just like finger banging and butt. bent over the drums in the fucking equipment closet <laughs> i just think it's a hilarious notion that like like that some young dipshit just thought oh i'm gonna have anal sex because that's that's safer than yeah very safe all that's safe <laughs> Yeah, anyway, I don't I I do feel like there was cuz I had two dates to my junior prom. I don't I don't know how this happened. I what what happened is I ended up saying I would go with this like kind of like meek mild kid because he was like cousins with my friend or something. I was like, mm-hmm. "Fuck yeah, you know, he's got a nice car. Don't pick me up. Fine." But then like I kind of forgot about it and I got like a and I like made out with this guy at a party and then I was like yeah meet me at prom and so then I had two dates at prom that's <laughs> oh, <laughs> my junior prom but I didn't have a date at all to my senior prom so it so it, wait did it, those it two, did two guys know about that till they showed up we all find, found out when this is a strange <laughs> I thought this well yeah I guess the jig was up there well the one kid he did pick me up we like did pictures and everything in my yard he brought me a corsage and everything were you and sweating then I, the whole time thinking how am I gonna pull this yeah shit well I was kind of hoping that the other guy wouldn't wouldn't be weird when yeah. we showed up, you know? You know, it's interesting. In Eastern Kentucky, polyamory probably took off way earlier than we even think. <laughs> because there were several times when, like, you couldn't decide which person you had a crush on. So you're just like, hey, let's go to the movies, all three of us together. <laughs> let's just it, decide. And then when I was a kid, I was like, I'm not on some sucker shit. I'm not going to sit here and, like, hold hands and you're in the middle and, like, <laughs> skiing with both of us. Right well, now. there's a country song about this called That Ain't My Truck the good and we should insert that here i don't know some no name probably i don't know i can't remember but it's like that ain't my truck in her drive oh okay (laughs) that's a that's a gap in my knowledge it's it's going on the end of this that's a fucking good one um anyway though i did remember i can't actually remember if this was an anniversary thing or a 
Valentine's thing, but I lost a bet with my boyfriend. Um, and anyway, I don't know how to tell this in a funny way. It's just going to sound sad, but suffice <laughs> it to say <laughs> that I had to have sex that I didn't want to have because I lost this bet. I mean, that was part of the bet the whole time and I knew it, <laughs> but it was like something around shave. I did not want him to shave his beard because he looked like an idiot without his beard. <laughs> And he kept shaving, and I was like, "Listen, I, if, over if, if you, you shave that goddamn, beard if you'll again. just grow the fucking beard out and be done with it, then like whatever, I'll do whatever you want to do. Come either it was either Valentine's Day or, or uh, yeah." And he fucking did it, which I didn't think he would. But then the other part of it was I had to shave my bush, which I did not like to do. Was not planning ever to do. <laughs> all this shit so it ended up being all this bullshit so like fuck valentine's day it just turns out to be a lot of pressure even if you do i like, how, I like, how, I like how we came full circle that two minutes ago i was like yeah it's a really nice holiday i've told everybody it. i see that oh fuck this shit i don't know but this one was nice i mean i did start my period but i had a good time anyway yeah it was nice well that's good it, you know it's uh you brought up the like the shaving stuff do you remember when that came into vogue that was so weird I just remember seeing really old porn that, like, my uncles had laying around. Like, I had yeah. dug out of something. Someone had forgot. And just being like, I'm going to get this bush. I'm going to have a bush. <laughs> and just, like, hope, like, waiting for it to get there. And then, you know, no one told me. No one told me that wasn't cool anymore until, like, high school. And there's, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I was, like, at a, at a friend's pool party, like, birthday party in middle school. And yeah. I had, like, bush coming out the sides of my bathing suit. And, and my friends like, were like, Tanya. what the fuck? It's the year 2000. <laughs> oh, God. But that one, that's sometimes that ends up being the thing that we talk about for the longest in sexy sex ed is hair. Because girls bring it up and they have a lot of questions. And I like, and, and it's like no one has ever said to them, do not shave your vagina. Like there's hair there for a reason. It's like lay, sh- putting a razor, trim if you must. Trim, trim if you must. I do trim. I, I actually trimmed for Valentine's Day, in fact. <laughs> but tri- trim if you must. But putting a razor in that area, it's a very sensitive area. Women are already susceptible to more bacteria and all kinds of health issues than men. People with vaginas are already more susceptible. And it's like laying down a welcome mat for bacteria and just like, because it's a moist, like dark, warm place. You know what I mean? Like things happen. I've heard. (laughs) I've heard. I hope one day when I become a man that I'll find out what that's Just like our eyelashes and the hair in our nose, they're filters. Our eyelashes literally filter shit out of our eyes. If you did not have hair in your nose, you would be fucked. Like historically, evolutionarily speaking, your bush is to protect you from crabs. More than crabs. Very, yeah, very scientific filtration system. And and so you're removing the fil- filter and you're adding a fucking razor blade yeah. to your skin. Dicey proposition. And it's like girls are brought up at this point thinking that's what they have to do their whole life. Like, this is just it. Everywhere hair grows, got to take the razor to it. I now know why we're, we all have a show together. Why? Pro Bush. We're all pro Bush. Pro not- Bush. Not George W. Well, when I was when I was a young man, when I started getting hair down there, I thought that was like some like great achievement. Like me too. Until it was like, like of course, you know, yeah, yeah, it was like, whole, oh, I'm fucking becoming a woman. Fuck yeah. yeah. I didn't like starting my period as much. That freaked me out. But yeah. but then it was like 
maybe my fresh either my eighth grade year or freshman year it was like whoever my friends were like no bitch you gotta shave that you can't have that shit Mm -mm. and so then it was like run dead killed it's like i i got my bush and my boobs the same summer and no good (laughs) no way i found found out that it's it's out of fashion (laughs) well literally even my boobs none of my friends had boobs so they all convinced me they sucked too <laughs> mm, this is actually big a lesson. Is just not really <laughs> happening this year. It was like nothing Sorry. would fit me anymore. My friends were all just like, Ugh, "What's going on with you?" <laughs> this is really a lot of bullshit. You know, middle school sucks. It really does. I suck. really do say it's like the worst age for anyone because your body's going through so much, and adults don't know how to deal with you. They don't know how to like they. You're not a kid. You're not an adult. Adults like fully don't understand how to deal with thirteen year olds. Yeah, and they don't. And thirteen year olds really don't know how to how to handle their emotions or all the changes their bodies are going through. It's a rough time. Now, let me ask you this: While we're still in this yarn here, and while I was thinking about it, so yesterday I had this tweet that um, uh, sixty nine and then fingering. <laughs> are the people sex acts you know very egalitarian all this stuff and so i used to have this joke i used to tell it all the time when me and you first met i don't know if i ever pulled it on you this is one of my old go-tos i'm sure is if your buddy was going out with a girl or something for example first date i thought it was always funny the next day to not ask if you kissed or you know like how it went or anything like that first question right out of the gate was so uh your finger and i thought that for some reason i thought that was hilarious and i, I guess it is still kind of funny did you get fingered uh, well we've long talked when about was the you the first time you got fingered you know it was in a fucking lock uh fucking youth group lockup oh I mean, we talked about this didn't we yeah <laughs> you and tina on the back of the fucking no that was that was crystal that wasn't the first time you don't you know tina short for crystal ain't you ever done meth no, i'm sorry <laughs> On the back of the church van. <laughs> My first time was even funnier than that. No, I was so embarrassed the first time I got fingered because I could hear it. It was like, you know, you're fucking, I'm like 14. Right. It's fucking swish flash. We could fucking fill up the whole place. <laughs> swish flash taking a bath in <laughs> the back I of this church. I could literally hear it. And I was so, I was mortified. <laughs> It is funny how that is like the gold standard when you're like a middle school guy. Everybody's like, yeah. yeah. It is so fucking ridiculous. It's so weird. The first time, the uh, very first time I ever fingered a girl, and I won't say who it is because I'm still buddies with her and she could possibly be listening. <laughs> and she'd kill me if I told this. But, but she's going to know you told it. Well, she's going to know. <laughs> it's her when I tell the story. So, do you remember the movie Bats? No. It was like this really like kind of shitty horror movie, and it was before our movie theater became a church. The last two movies playing that I can remember, maybe they weren't out at the same time, but I just remember the last two big blockbusters were the first Mortal Kombat movie mm-hmm. and this movie Bats. Okay, and so I was taking this girl. We'll call her Megan, just you know, not her real name. And uh, we'll call her not Megan. <laughs> we we set this date up specifically just so that we could fool around mm-hmm. at the movie theaters and ain't nobody gonna go watch no goddamn bats you know i've never done that i've never fucked around at the movie theater really yeah never never ever wow well, i feel like i missed that train and now well, it's like, why? What <laughs> the point? if you're not 14 it's pretty yeah. pathetic so. <laughs> really gross so i have remember my go-to outfit was this nylon adidas tracksuit 
Like not even that <laughs> nylon. What's like the the windbreaker material? You know what oh I'm talking my about? God, I could see this. You have always been a coach, literally always. Always. Jesus. Well, so you know, we sit down, and uh, I'm super fucking nervous. Like I built this way up in my head, and you know, we were like, you know, talking dirty on the phone to each other and all this stuff. But like when the rubber hit the road, I was not. <laughs> at all prepared for this she, she was surprised she was keyed up about it i was like shivering so i took my adidas track jacket and just set it off <laughs> took it off and set it off our laps oh dark theater God. only people in there and then i just like did it for like two seconds and then just like got scared to fucking death and quit and i went out to the lobby and just stood out there for an hour and left this poor girl watching oh bats. my god you ditched her well, no, I went back in there eventually, but I was, like, so scared to death that, like, I had done something wrong or, like, you know what I mean? So, anyway, it's really not that funny of a story. It's just funny the first time I figured a girl was in a movie <laughs> called Bats. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is going to have to be heavily edited. So, anyway. You know what we should do? What it would make this funny is if we put in some kind of wild squish noise instead of fingered. Every time we say <laughs> fingered, it'd just be like... <laughs> I leave the acrobatics to Terrence. But. <laughs> oh so. God! All right. So anyway, to round this, uh, to round this mush out, uh, I believe we have a banger in this week's Mountain Eagle. Oh my God! The banger of all bangers. Do we? Do we ever? Man. So. Oh, there's even a picture. Oh, Holy God! <gasps> so this is the first time reading this. Okay, this is the first time reading this. Uh, we don't know where it's going to go. We may have to cut this. Yeah, we may have to. We don't know where this is going to go. This could go in either direction. But so with like the whole Ralph Northam scandal in Virginia and all this, <laughs> this stuff around blackface and obviously these fucking men acting like, uh, you know, they're just men of their time. Even though <laughs> even that shit doesn't even fly because this is like 88 when this is happening. So <clears throat> for a little brand synergy, our paper went... And wrote a little essay called Men Wearing Blackface is Part of County's History. This coming off the backs, mind you, friends, of the noose getting stolen from the courthouse. The Tommy gun for sale. Yeah. Which I f- later found out that Tommy gun was supposedly used to guard payroll. Really? They, they, Back they, in the day? Yeah, they bought that fucking Tommy gun to so guard payroll. So if anybody tried to rush it and yeah. like, steal the money. Yeah. Wow. Crazy Amazing. shit. It's bizarre. Well, this is this is interesting because, you know, we were talking, I guess, a couple of weeks ago before the Mount Martin Luther thing about how good William Ison's part in last year's Mountain Heritage proceedings was mm-hmm. good. And it's good because, like, the history of racism in Appalachia gets kind of whitewashed a lot, even more so than, like, normal-ass other Southern racism because everybody acts because everybody was, like, poor here or, like, was a sharecropper here or was, like, a like a indentured servant-style coal miner here or whatever that, like, we just didn't have those problems. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I'll be damned. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah, just a little plug for... I'd, and I'd love to have William Ice on the show to talk about this more coherently, but... He would, I'm sure. I mean, he. I, what, one of the things I love that he pointed out, he said, all you people who think that your grandma was was a Cherokee princess, she was probably black. Yeah, you'd be shocked <laughs> to know that you probably have a great-grandmother that's black, yeah. So here we go. Men wearing blackface is part of county's history. <clears throat> 
With all the controversy taking place in neighboring Virginia over current Governor Ralph Northam wearing blackface in a photograph in his 1984 medical school yearbook, it is hard to believe for many people today that watching educated white men sing and perform skits with their faces painted black was once an accepted form of entertainment in nearly every community of the United States from New York City to Jenkins, Neon, and Whitesburg, the three cities in our county. <laughs> Honestly, not hard for me to believe that. <laughs> no, and it's very tied up in the banjo, too. Oh, yeah, totally. So, uh, in Letcher County, grade school and high school students, encouraged by teachers and PTA members, appear to be the first to have appeared in locally produced variety shows known as, quote, minstrels, end quote. <clears throat> as if nobody knows what the fuck that is. <laughs> in which the performers wore black shoe polish or some type of makeup while playing the role of a black performer singing, dancing, or doing a comedy skit. A search of the Mountain Eagles' digital files, some of which date back to 1907, the year the paper was founded, indicate that on February 6, 1931, the Jenkins PTA sponsored what appears to be the first fundraising minstrel show in Letcher County that was openly advertised as featuring performers in blackface. Quote, Cotton-picking scenes, stunts, songs, wisecracks, and blackface galore, end quote, said an announcement from the Jenkins Parent-Teacher Association that appeared in the Eagle two days before the show was performed by teachers, citizens, high school pupils, etc. in the Jenkins High School Auditorium. The county's first amateur blackface minstrel sponsored by a civic club appears to have occurred on December 13, 1941, when the Kiwanis Club of Letcher County quote, presented an old-time menstrual show for the purpose of raising funds for underprivileged children throughout Letcher County. Wow. <laughs> Ain't it Kiwanis? Is it Kiwanis? Kiwanis. I don't know. Kiwanis. It's just one of those, you know, like Rotary Bizarre. Club. Or those. As so a they were fundraiser. They were making fun of black people to raise money for poor white kids. And they, and they call us crazy when we're, like, raising, like, you know, concerns about what it says to bring prisons anywhere but particularly in poor white places yeah or places considered to be poor poor white places uh the whitesburg grade school sponsored what is called a negro minstrel as part of its halloween carnival held on october 22nd 1943 if you're easily scared beware a school announcement exclaimed don't go into the devil's kitchen god this is kind of hard to write the Eagles' files also show that, with a few exceptions, the local schools began to get out of the minstrel show business after the Jenkins Kiwanis Club and Whitesburg and Neon Fleming Lions Clubs began annual runs of blackface minstrels, some lasting up to 20 years. On December 1, 1949, Kentucky's then-Lieutenant Governor Lawrence Weatherby was the principal speaker at the Jenkins Kiwanis Club's fifth annual Kiwanis Club Minstrel. Which drew, that, which drew what the Eagle called a large and appreciative crowd that was entertained with a Harlem hop before the program ended with a prayer. Proceeds with like a, like a plantation-style prayer. Proceeds from the Jenkins Kiwanis Club minstrels, many of which were held in the old Jenkins Fieldhouse before crowds of at least 800 people helped the club build a public swimming pool build the field house itself, support the community's Little League baseball program, and provide assistance to disadvantaged youth. Eagle Files indicate the Whitesburg Lions Club began sponsoring and performing in blackface minstrels in 1945, sometimes in both Whitesburg and Neon. 
Money raised for the Whitesburg Lions Club minstrels was used for eyesight conservation, the Whitesburg Kindergarten, and Christmas presents for children at the General Baptist Orphanage. The Whitesburg Lions Club 15th Annual Minstrel performed in December 1960 was to be its last in which blackface was used. Three young kindergarten students appeared in the event, and what in uh, in that event's only blackface skit. So they were just like bringing children in to do this show. Babies. This year's minstrel, which was well-received, was a departure from the traditional blackface shows of past years the Eagle reported in its December 15, 1960 edition. Jesus. Director Mrs. James Frazier and club members decided to try instead a combination country hillbilly show and came up with Clem, a country corn musical. So they like tried wow. to like merge the menstrual shows with like hee haw or some shit. God damn. While no news or commentary exists in the available Eagle files that would explain the Whitesburg Club's decision to stop the blackface menstruals after 1960, I'm assuming the Civil Rights Movement probably had something to do with that. <laughs> it appears that at least some of the club's members and supporters were sympathetic to a national media campaign being run at the time by black mothers who wanted a ban on all blackface performances. The Jenkins Kiwanis were slower to abandon the shows. The, April, the December 8, 1966 edition of the Mountain Eagle includes a lengthy recount of the 22nd annual Kiwanis Minstrel held at the Jenkins Fieldhouse on December 2nd and 3rd. The end men, the targets of the stereotypical jokes associated with blackface minstrels, were named Snowball, Sambo, Rastus, Hambone, Tambo, and Zeke, and were played by Jenkins school teachers, businessmen, and public officials. The interlocutor, or straight man, was played by a Beth Elkhorn Coal Company official. Wow. Imagine that fucking shit. <clears throat> so, in addition to the performances of songs made popular by blackface minstrels such as Dixie and Camp Town Races, the program also included more normal acts such as the local rock and roll bands The Merchants and The Jades, who were accompanied by a group of young dancers who called themselves The Jadettes. Dance routines were also performed by the Jenkins High School majorettes and cheerleaders, and a young dance instructor tap danced to the Herb and Alpert and Tijuana brass hit Whipped Cream. Also on the bill was a talent show, in which men dressed as women and competed under the names Miss Miniskirt, Miss Jet Set, Miss Goodwater, and Miss December Playboy Playmate. What the fuck? <laughs> that, that, that shit was going on even when I was a kid. The Mountain Eagles files indicate the show was the last of its kind sponsored by the Jenkins Kiwanis Club. It also marked the last time an amateur blackface minstrel was mentioned in a news column in this newspaper. It's so fucking funny to me, and I don't want to hear any of these motherfuckers in the community hemming and hawing about how we didn't have racism here when that shit was going on. Like, my mom was, like, in her 20s That's then. What, Yeah, I was about to say, like, our moms could have easily been, like, toe-tapping... On, on these stages. And the thing is, too, it's like, like, black people got the right to vote. My mom was like 13 when black people got the right to vote. Like, how do you even look at that? And you can get on these, like, Martin Luther King stages. And these are the people, mind you, too, in our communities that are leading the economic transition stuff that are denied on the show. It is. And, like, <laughs> also, these aren't all white communities. There's plenty no. of, like, accountability. It ain't like these are just, like, lost, clueless white people out in the wilderness alone yeah. making bad decisions. Right. Like, they are going, Have there are black people in these friends schools. Friends and neighbors. They, black yeah. kids undou- undoubtedly were, like, seeing this shit. Yeah. Which I guess the, school, the schools weren't integrated by then. Right. So they're still legit segregated. Another crazy thing is that, you know, when all that shit popped off and um, it was, uh, 
uh, when when exactly it was it was during all the Nazi shit Nazis coming here and there was like a a Dallas some Dallas cops were shot at a BLM right. rally right. it was you know this bullshit and that night a friend of ours had put a big Black Lives Matter sign up in her window mm. to to like rally against that people were like of course you know black lives have always mattered up in neon because there are a lot of black people in neon right but it is literally the most segregated area of the county of of probably eastern kentucky it's right. like so completely segregated yeah it's like that because black people exist in a place doesn't mean this. that they that their <laughs> lives matter that they are valued and they're not <laughs> Fucking locked out of all... And let's also examine the hor- historical reasons why they exist in the place, too. Right. So, it's 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 insane. Just it, And it's weird. I don't know, like, when that happened that there was just such a dissonance and such a disconnect from, like, Appalachian racism. Yeah, well, there, I mean, you'll even hear people say, oh, we didn't have slaves here. People, you know... When, which is when, bullshit. Which yeah. is bullshit. They were definitely... People were definitely enslaved here. And it, but the, the, the story is always... What happened was when people got freed, they were trying to like scurry and get work, trying to figure out work situations quickly, and they signed on to bad deals with the companies. And that's how black people got here. They got roped into uh, mining. Yeah. And so they got roped, you know, like, we'll pay for your house and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like that was a dead end street for everybody. Which of is not true. No, Slaves no, no. were here yes. well before that. And in fact, Evan Smith got me a copy of uh, the history of Colonel uh, Fess Whitaker, who's like, you know, was the jail of Richard County and like said he was like friends with Teddy Roosevelt and all that stuff. And uh, Wasn't he, he with your grandpa on a fox house somewhere? Right. <laughs> and then, and then in that book, in the opening chapter, there's this, just this part's kind of a throwaway and it's kind of interesting that he even mentions it. It says, um, there was, it was a slur for his slave, not Fess's slave, but one of his friends' slave. And it, and it said, and whatever his buddy's name was, Jim hated to let his his go, his slave go, but when the greatest man of all time, President Abraham Lincoln, says you had to, you had to. Jeez. And this is not counting. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... Yeah. And it's just like crazy. It's like, it just sucks that we have to have these conversations over and over for one, and it, and people are shocked and defensive when people with power in these communities are obviously racist. Oh, yeah. It's like, who? what made you think they weren't? Right. What evidence do we have that any of the people in power in this country are not complete sociopaths who hate most people, honestly, right. at this point? Like, yeah. we don't have any evidence for that. Right. And so it's, it's we can come full circle here, like a true Trio Billy episode. Terrence would be so proud to say that it's like obvious why these constant attacks are levied against, especially women of color who have like scraped up into a position of voting power. Which you know, what is her power to get to like have a couple minutes on a congressional hearing floor? Well, she's the president some... now. I, in the same way that Trump and them were pushing this Guaido <laughs> guy in Venezuela, I'm I am yeah. only recognizing Ilhan Omar. If we have to have a president, yeah. If we got to go this way, here's the pro- here's the plan. That's, here's that's the coup. That's who we're that's who we're supporting. Well, anyway, but uh, how, how brave? I'm sure I'm sure uh, the Eagle thinks that they deserve a big old cookie for. Uh, for recognizing their own racist history. Well, it's, I mean, it's interesting because it's like, 
like I, I've just nobody talks about this shit anymore. Like everybody acts like this is just like because that would completely fuck their narrative about how uh, how great it is to live here and everyone just gets along and we're all. It's love your neighbor. It's interesting. I know you know Bill Turner better than I do. But the only time I've ever had an audience with Bill Turner was Berea professor, you know, from Harlan County, is when he was talking about like the the black schools in Harlan County at the time before uh, before desegregation. Like all like the like powerful white people in the communities, like their kids. And, like, the poor hillbilly kids were getting taught by these, like, itinerant mountain preachers, like, at these, like, Bible schools and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the black kids, their teachers had come from Bethune-Cookman mm-hmm. and Howard and a lot of the HBCU schools were yep. super educated. He was like, we learned Latin yeah. <laughs> in our schools. They were better schools. And they were just objectively better schools yeah. in eastern Kentucky. And they, But the funny thing is the white people thought they were doing them a disservice by keeping them out of their schools. Yeah. And That's it's funny cool. because Bill Turner says, too, that, of like that sort of black diaspora that came out of eastern Kentucky and from Hazard and Harlan County and even Whitesburg and other different places, uh, that there is an astonishing amount of people that earned master's degrees and PhDs that came out of those black mountain schools. And it's interesting that like <laughs> the white folks thought they were getting one up on the black folks and they really ended up better for it. And here we are still to this day. Still same, the same, same shit. So what's the the question? It keeps coming back. is like, should Northam, say say his fucking name? Yeah. Should he resign? Of course he should. This is the least of his crimes. Yeah. The, so these are criminals. All these fucking dudes should resign. Every fucking last one of them. Virginia's a fucking mess. And it's, it, the crazy shit about it is, it's like, and you saw this. I don't know if you were on the show last week, but did you see where, like, they're the third person in the line of succession? I think it's, like, their Speaker of the House got out in front yeah. of it and said... Yeah, got out in front of it. Well, I did some things I ain't proud <laughs> oh, of. <my laughs> God. And what did he think was going to come of that? He thought he was going to be applauded? No, nah, that's the thing. is, It's like, hey, too bad, so sad, you know. Jeez Louise. Well, this is this is fun. Our our get out in front of it would have probably went just as good though, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just hopefully we be, don't have anything that ugly in our face. Yeah, it maybe is just some just an idea to scratch completely. Yeah, getting out in front of it. Well, although this country could get out, I mean, I mean Angela Davis says this over and over. Most of the systemic issues in this country relate back to how slavery was never truly abolished and it was never fucking actually even acknowledged acknowledged really. not, well, i not mean acknowledged in a sense but like but, but it like it was never made right but we, and, but we and, still and tell ways these you myths. can't make that right but it was like we've never handled this we've in never any tried way to make a real country for that and the thing is is like you're right you can't but also the thing is like the least you could do is quit telling like just objective falsehoods about this place right and about the whole country yeah. not just here for no, sure no i mean that, that's yeah, what I meant about the, country. the whole country um and I think I saw this on just some, you know, not so hot Twitter tag is that some some guy tweeted like, you know, I'm a little worried that we're never going to get to reparations if we just keep having to recover the blackface chapter. In yeah. the, you know, it's like if we're just still stuck in this bullshit, yeah. we're not going to get to reparations. We're not going to get to a new fucking society. Like where where do we where do we draw the line and just be like, we're leaving you people back here in line. You're insane. Yeah, <laughs> we um, we're going to uh, go make sure that President Omar has the power she needs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's uh yeah it's fucking crazy but 
God help us. Thank thank God that uh, this weekend we have some discount chocolate and flowers too. Cheap flowers. Go around the duff and uh, you know. Do but do, do something good for you. If you haven't tried it, maybe fuck in the bud this weekend or something. I don't recommend it. <laughs> Just stick to stick to the sixty nine and a finger in that you're used to. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> well, that's a good place to end it as any. But this was fun. Good job. Like, Let's do more of these. Terrence is worried sick. He's sweating right now. Uh, worried well, we he's, fucked the whole. He's the, we we did it, buddy. We did it. <laughs> anyway, uh, to close it out, y'all uh, visit our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash. Trillbilly Workers Party. There is no apostrophe or anything in that. Again, patreon.com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And, uh, yeah. Um, thanks for being with us. Every day now I hear people say My ship is sailing My baby tells me stop and look around If you ain't careful, boy, you're trouble bound Run over cover and you might not find none there She say there ain't no money in this running around You can't make money staying at home Yeah, and there ain't no future in the way that it feels today Baby, there ain't Baby, there